you do actually do the count. You get you get well, do the whole intro. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Pitch Your Pick podcast, the podcast we dive deep into all the sports books, find our favorite plays, and pitch them to each other to find the best plays every day. I'm Joe. This is Jer. How you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. I know this podcast is coming out on Friday, but we're recording it, well, Friday morning, technically, I guess Thursday night, though. Yeah. Um, But I just worked my Friday. I got Friday off work tomorrow, so... It's a long weekend, so Big it's doves. a good day. Big doves. We love that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a bad one. It's been a decent day, and I'm finally done with class for the weekend. That's a little three-day weekend, uh, so I love it. So uh, I guess we can uh, get this started with the bad news, and the bad news is uh, we suck. So uh, both of us are now bang on even <laughs> with a one in three night. Yeah. I'm still even. Yeah, you're 11-11, and I'm now 12 12 and one we keep it we keep it rocking at a steady mediocre here luckily uh personal plays have kept us still positive throughout these uh these trying times for podcast plays <laughs> but we're gonna try to remedy that today uh before we f- fully get into all of our bets and stuff like that stay tuned it'll be a little bit later uh, obviously we're gonna cover the slates uh for the games today um and we can get into this nhl one uh just quick you can tell us what you're feeling about this juicy little nhl slate jesus i can't speak yeah i haven't looked too far into this one yet we got uh seven games tonight um when i looked at it originally the game that jumped off my screen was the vegas at anaheim game love it you got to be intentionally Um, saying vegas at this point (laughs) vegas uh but the vegas team is only favored by minus 120 um, against the Ducks, that's surprising. And so I've looked at it, and Vegas has lost, I think, three of their last four. They haven't been playing well, but that's an intriguing line there. Um, Columbus is playing, so that's always an interesting game to bet an over on. That's almost automatic at this point. Um, Carolina and Pittsburgh will be an interesting game. The Rangers and the Devils will be interesting. And um, the other three games might be prop games, but... They don't look all too intriguing right now. Yeah, all right, all right. Like it. Uh, for the NBA, we have an all right slate, I will say. Uh, we have a really nice game, I think, in that Bucks and that Bulls game. I just think it's going to be a fun one to watch. DeMar and Giannis go at it, although the Bucks or Bulls will be on a back-to-back, so they may be a little bit tough. Uh, the Cavs and the 76ers, I do think that'll be a pretty good game as well. Uh, could see something nice. Jazz and Pelicans is pretty good. We talked about that game a little bit later today, as well as this Knicks and the Suns game. All around, I think it's decent, but nothing like crazy. I think we have two good games and that Bucks Bulls one and Cavs seventy six. I don't know if you agree, and the rest are kind of trash. I think I think that I think actually a really interesting talking point about the Bulls Milwaukee game. Uh-huh. More from a betting perspective, is the Bulls they're they're the best team at home against the spread in the NBA, and they're actually like it's not too often you get to bet on the best team at home against the spread, and they're catching points there um i know they're on a back-to-back and they kind of didn't play the best against the hawks they last did night. they did not um but milwaukee isn't the best team against the spread either i know it's a short line so the spread kind of nah, anything can happen at the end of the game with free throws and whatever but 
I think that's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah, I think I just think it's going to be a good one to watch, and it's on ESPN. So uh, all of us that don't pay for NBA TV, hey, we can watch it. <laughs> Love that. Um, and then anyway, we'll just wrap up quick college basketball. Um, there is one top twenty-five matchup that is Murray State versus Southeast Missouri State, um, and I there's no you know spreads or anything like that out right now, but I would assume Murray State's probably going to be at least a ten-point favorite. Uh, so that's a bit of a snooze. Got the pillow out already for that game. Um, the rest of them really just don't excite me. I think Loyola Chicago will be fun against Bradley. These are two decent teams. Uh, but in general, I think it's a lot of good teams, but these are mostly like the lesser known colleges um, going against it. We had a good one in Moorhead State and Belmont. But in general, I just don't really think it's anything too crazy. It wasn't really a slate of uh, college basketball games that excited me. So we're just going to move on, come back to this two webcam screen, and have Jer introduce us with his first pick of the day, which we'll have to find out. He didn't, he didn't hint anything. So we don't know what this is. Yeah, so the first bet I'm going to talk about is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So the Minnesota Timberwolves are actually the best team to the over on their team total with a record of 37-25-1. and um, And they get a matchup against a Thunder team who hasn't been playing at all that well at home recently. Uh, over the last five games, the Thunder haven't been playing that much defense either. They're allowing 125 or 120.5 points per game. And the Timberwolves have one of the most explosive offenses in the NBA. Um, Minnesota ranks six in points per game, and D'Angelo Russell has been on a tear on the road this season. He's averaging 20 points on the road this season compared to 17 points per game at home. Um, and he's taking and making way more threes on the road this season. Um, over the last 10 games, the Thunder are 2-5-3 and three against the spread at home. And tonight they'll be missing Lou Dort and uh, Josh Giddy, their number 2-3 and three leading scorer. And I would probably say two of their better defenders, even though the bar is not set that high on that team. Um, over the last 10 games... Uh, the Thunder or the Timberwolves are six and four against the spread. They're coming off two straight covers against Cleveland and the last game where they beat Golden State by 15 points. Um, the Timberwolves have won both their matchups by more than eight points against the Thunder this season. And the last one they won by 25. Uh, I like the Timberwolves here laying seven and a half points. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with it really at all i mean what do the thunder have without dort and without giddy i mean arguably I mean, dort is their best defender um in general who you would probably stick on delo so now that's not there so delo probably can go rogue and shy is gonna grab a whole lot of attention now with those two gone yeah not that the uh timberwolves are crazy good defenders but you and can send a lot more there now I mean, they, they got Pat Bev, too, who's always trying to do funny things. <laughs> yep. I think uh, Pat Bev is more about the mental game than he actually is about playing the defense. But, you know, if it works, it works. Uh, yeah, I think this game is a try. I was looking at this for, like, some player props and stuff, but uh, it's everybody on the Thunder is so inconsistent, and you could also just, you know, debate the fact that the Wolves could just take this so handedly that, uh, the, you know, the top guys really aren't going to play all that much because it's probably going to be something crazy yeah and you were yeah. saying that they're not good uh at home recently the thunder are 9 and 21 on the season at home they're just terrible at home in general there's really just nothing to write home about 
at home for this team really at all. They're just not good. But we kind of yeah. expected that. I mean, it's a rebuilding they're, team. Yeah, they're they're actually surprisingly good against the spread on the road, but at home it's been pretty abysmal. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think the team's been abysmal. Uh, sorry yeah. to any Thunder fans out there. You know, the future's looking bright. You got, like, what, 50 draft picks? Maybe uh, someday you'll get a, a bright player. I mean, it, with the amount of draft picks they have, and if they don't win a championship, just blow it up. <laughs> just blow the whole franchise up. Call it an L. Sell it. Get, yeah, chalk it. Send Something's it. Something's going wrong. Bye-bye. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on. For that. I, I really like that one as well. Uh, so... We'll move on, and we'll go to the first game that I, I guess I hinted at a bit, and the Jazz and the Pelicans. And I'm, I'm, I'm going away from the strategy. We're not going Donovan Mitchell, and we're not going CJ McCollum. We're not going Brandon Ingram. We're going to Bojan Bogdanovic, because I think that uh, Bojan is probably the most slept-on player on this Jazz team. Everybody gives you know hype to Clarkson, but Bogdanovic has actually been hooping. We're going to be looking at his points and taking the over on 15.5, uh, because he's actually kind of been on a tear. Uh, now, Bojan has actually hit this uh, over in six of his last 10 games. And the two games that he didn't, he had 15 points. So he's right there. Essentially, Bojan in his last 10 games has been getting almost exactly at that 15 mark or damn close. So, you know, it's looking pretty good for this game against New Orleans, who's also one of the worst um, defensive teams just in general. So um, on top of that, in the last... 10 games, he's actually averaging 19.3, uh, which is actually pretty damn good. Um, he had two 20-point performances previously against the Pelicans, though there was one 11-point game there. Um, and essentially, after this New Orleans uh, trade for CJ McCollum, they've kind of just ignored defense and gone straight offense with it. Um, we have Rudy Gobert back with the uh, Utah Jazz, so there's been more attention on Donovan Mitchell and um, you know Rudy Gobert as well which means a lot of those uh, kickouts, whenever anybody drops the Boyan, is wide open. And if Mitchell or Gobert gets shut down, the next option really after that is going to be Bogdanovich uh, to really get those buckets down there. And the Pelicans really just are also a bad forward team. They have allowed the fourth most points to small forwards this season, and they're just a below-average defensive team in general. Uh, they're also really not that great as a, a home team, and the Jazz are a very good road team this season as well as really good against their Eastern Conference teams that they've been facing. The Jazz are also the best offense in the NBA when Gobert is in the lineup. So they really got a lot kicking right now. Utah Jazz are finally back into it. Um, to show further how bad this forward defense is for New Orleans with uh, Brandon Ingram really guarding a lot of people and Herbert Jones, it's uh, they let LeBron go for 32. Granted, I can kind of let that one slide. I mean, it is LeBron. But they did let Harrison Barnes go for 19, who I would argue is a relatively similar talent offensively uh, to Bogdanovich. They let the three main forwards on the Suns go for a combined 35 points, which is tough. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith went for 14, and Jaron Jackson Jr. dropped 23 on them. And that was without John Morant, so most of the focus was on Bain and Jaron, and he still went for 23 because Ingram, he's really more focused on that scoring. Honestly, I think this 15.5 is pretty easy for Bogdanovich to hit especially considering on the season he's averaging 18 points. Overall, I think it's uh, pretty damn good, especially again with Gobert back in this lineup. I think there's going to be a lot of kickouts as they try to drop on Mitchell and Gobert a little bit too much right there. And we all know Bogdanovich, great shooter out there. Yeah, I like this bet, actually. I um, I actually researched this one myself. Yeah, I like I was going to I was going to pitch it. <laughs> and then I, I started looking around at other bets. And I found a one I liked a little bit more, but I do I do like this bet. 
Yeah, I think, uh, Bog again, I just think Bogdanovich just slept on, man. This guy is a hooper. He's super nice out there. Just think he's going to be good. I think this, again, this 15 and a half seems a pretty easy line for him to hit. Yeah, no, he seems, he's fairly consistent, too. He's, he, uh, it's just whether he get like, his, or his percentages are fairly consistent anyway. It's just a matter of whether he gets the shots or not. Exactly. It's just a matter of if Donovan or Gobert decide to go for 30 that night, essentially. Mm -hmm. So uh, you could take it off with your next one. Apparently, this this is a lot better of a player prop, essentially. Yeah, it's actually in the same game, and you've already talked about the guy's name, and you're already gassing him up. Oh, I like that. Rudy Gobert. Oh, the Gobert, man. The French phenom, the best defender in the league, shut down the whole league for a year. I love that guy. <laughs> no. But... We're gonna be talking with Rudy Gobert, and we're gonna be looking at points and points and rebounds. We're gonna leave the assists alone. Only points and rebounds. Yeah, he doesn't pass lines, that much anyway. The line set at twenty six and a half. Um, in his last last um ten games, he's gone over in eight of his last ten. Um. And I just, yeah, they're on the road this season. I forgot if they were on the road or at home. And on the road, on the road, over his last ten, he's gone over in nine or nine of his last ten. On the season, on the road, he's gone over in seventy-seven percent of games. Um, and as you were talking about, the Pelicans team is not great defensively. Um, last game, I took a personal play on Rudy Gobert's under fourteen and a half rebounds. And this guy had 15 rebounds with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. This guy's a monster. Like he had, he had 44 points and rebounds in his last game out. He scored 27 points. Um, I think like this line seems so fugaze to me. I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he, I, I think he's 13 and two over his last 15 games overall. Yeah, if I remember correctly, this... And in uh, the two games he didn't cover in that stretch, he only played like 22 and 28 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, like I mean... This line just seems ridiculous. Valachunas is like the best rebounder that you have out here with like, you know, Hayes coming every now and then. And I would argue that Rudy Gobert is a league's better just rebounder than Valachunas. And on the other side, Valachunas is more of an offensive kind of big... Like, he can play defense. He's not, you know, a horrible defender, but... I also don't think he's going to be able to really help stop that, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert kind of pick and roll that they got going on out there. It's just, it's, it's lethal, man. I mean, if Rudy can just catch it, dunk, not even jump. I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the Pelicans are not an efficient team. They rank 22nd in field goal percentage, 28th in three point percentage. So that bodes well for the rebound category. They give up 17.3 points per game to centers. Yikes. So, I mean, this, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't get this line. I mean, they I, are I really a good don't. rebounding team. Uh, if you look at, you know, the percentages, they average 51.7% uh, rebound percentage. Um, their defensive rebounding percentage is second. Um, and their offensive rebounding percentage is fourth. Uh, but right next to them, the Jazz are at fifth, probably because Rudy Gobert is grabbing 15 a game. Um, Rudy yeah. Gobert and the Jazz are also uh, fifth in defensive rebounding percentage. And in total rebounding percentage, they are at second. So this is two really good rebounding teams. 
Um, I would say the benefit, though, that I would uh, for you is that um, New Orleans has a lot of inconsistent players. You know, Ingram is one of those guys who he gets 30 or it's 10 on terrible efficiency. Yeah. And I think same thing with McCollum. So I think that Utah has a lot more, um, I guess, options. So you could see this Pelicans team just go absolutely ice cold and Gobert will not hesitate to drive 20 boards on all those breaks at all. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't really get this line. Like, in two games, like, the first two games of season, he didn't cover it. He had 21 and 15 only. But in those games, like, the first game he played 37 minutes, which he got, like, closer. But the second one he only played 25. But the last game he had 27 and 37 minutes. Yeah. So, like, they are a tougher matchup for him. But I just think, like, against a Valanchunas who's going to sit under the basket. <laughs> He's going to be catching all the rebounds from the bricks they're throwing up. Like, the guy's a horse. And maybe you and get one of those... finally uh... healthy, playing his minutes again. And I think the Jazz are starting to play a little better. Maybe you get one of those Giannis situations that screwed your underpick where he just keeps smacking it off the backboard to himself yeah, and juices up five boards. He could have 20, 20 rebounds in one possession. The guy's a horse. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway... I'll finish up with my last pick, and this one, I guess, may be a bit fugaze, um, just because we don't have an official, I guess, line for it. It's just kind of a pick, but we talked about it a bit earlier. Um, we're still going to go with it. Um, and this is going to be on the Suns and the Knicks, and I think this one's a pretty straightforward kind of bet. Uh, we're going to be looking at campaign, and we're going to take his over on the assists. Now, I'm going to anticipate this is somewhere in the, like, five and a half, six and a half kind of range whenever it comes out. Um, and I really just like this because Chris Paul and Devin Booker are both out. So Cameron Payne has a lot bigger of a responsibility on this Phoenix Suns team. And I will say, I think campaign is one of the most underrated backup, you know, PGs that we got out here. He's coming out and he's always hooping um, out there. Now, the one thing that could be tough for this is that uh, Holiday, who also uh, hooped in the last game against Portland, also can come out here and play make a good bit for them. Uh, but even with that, Aaron Holiday had nine assists and Cameron Payne still had eight assists last game. And had five points, and that was in a blowout to the Trailblazers, where Payne only played 20 minutes. So, if this game against the Knicks does stay a bit close with how RJ's been playing, I obviously will see Campaign play quite a bit more. And with DeAndre and has his pick and roll duo, and having you know options like Shamit, Bridges, Crowder out there, and Cameron Johnson, who's been hooping out there, dude can't miss right now. I think there's a lot of options for Cameron Payne in this Phoenix on offense, and Phoenix has one of the uh, biggest and fastest ball movement offenses out there. So I just think there's a lot of assists to go around um, in general. Even with CP3 in the lineup, Cameron Payne has still been averaging 10 points and four assists. I do kind of like uh, going on an over for points and assists if that is out. Um, and he's only been playing 20 minutes to get that 10 and four. So right on the line. So I think without CP3 out there and him playing more, I think it's gonna be pretty damn good. I expect campaign to be somewhere in that 25, 30 minutes range. Um, and I think easily he can hit that six and a half assists in there, considering last time he played New York in only 18 minutes, he had 13 points and six assists. And that was with CP3 playing. So I think in general, this is a pretty easy one. So whenever that Cameron Payne one comes out, we'll obviously update on the Twitter or anything like that. And I'll have it in a, maybe a TikTok or whatever is out there. But I think in general, whatever Cameron Payne's assists are, take the over. Yeah, no, I like that. Um... I mean, when Chris Paul starts, his assist total is like 11 and a half. Yeah. And I know, like, 
campaign's obviously not Chris Paul, but their offense is clearly built for the point card to distribute. So if he's stepping into that role, I wouldn't dispute any pick against an over on his assist. Yeah, especially when the guy that most of his assists are probably going to go to is DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, 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 I mean, the odds are probably pretty good that he uh, finishes those. Now, we, uh, you especially have said that assists are probably one of the most finicky things that you can bet on along with rebounds. Uh, so keep in mind, may not be the most safe thing ever, but I think if there was a time to bet on it, it would be the backup point guard in the Suns team when Chris Paul's out. So we're going with that one. Um, anyway, we'll get our uh, daily pick screen set up along with a special segment, which we'll start right now. All right, so here we are. As you guys may have saw if you watched last week, we do a Friday segment where my girlfriend Fran hops up and does Fridays with Fran and pitches her pick. She uh, she got her way, and the name was changed because we were sick of hearing her complain about it. So here we are with Fridays with Fran instead of Franny Fridays, although I will, for the record, state that Jar and I are still for Franny Fridays. Anyway, we'll uh, let her take it away and pitch her pick. Thank you. Um, all right, I'm going to be talking about the Cavs versus the Sixers game, and I'm going to be taking Darius Garland's over at 20.5. Did you already boo me? Yes. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, all right, so he didn't play a lot at the end of February because apparently he has back soreness. But he played on um, Wednesday of this week and scored 33 points. Um, and then the previous three games that he played in back in the beginning of February, he had scored 30 points, 27 points, and 27 points. Um, and the last time that they played the Sixers, he scored 27 points. So I feel like his over being at 20 and a half seems pretty reasonable. And... Um, also worth mentioning that Levert and Rondo are both out. Well, Rondo is technically doubtful, but they don't have uh, a lot going for them on the bench because of that. Uh, okay, so that's where it ends? Yep. <laughs> Very abrupt. Okay. Thank you. Um, I don't mind it. I think that um, the Sixers team is kind of rolling as of late. So your one concern will probably, there could be a lack of total minutes that Garland is playing out there. Uh, but he is one of those guys that can kind of get buckets in a very short time span. It'll just uh, be interesting. But I do like the fact that we have Air Jared Allen, Mobley, Garland all playing together. Uh, so that does kind of help it. But I am a bit concerned about the lack of Levert. Not that it's really mattered uh, throughout it, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. At 20 and a half, it's not too bad. We shall see. Uh, I think it's better than any prop that you've pitched on the podcast so far. Thank Me? You. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, that is that is some fugues. <laughs> the guy is on a in heater. <laughs> He's had 24, 27, 27, 30, and 33 in the last five he's played yeah he's been on a heater you never know maybe the back is sore he is playing great he's carrying the boys that's why his back's sore (laughs) it's fair (laughs) i mean the second leading scorer is jared allen you can't love that like no kidding the guy's got a sore back the the duffy is full the duffy is indeed uh pretty full 
but I won't uh, disagree. Yeah, I don't. I, I will be finding that prop as soon as it comes up, and I'm betting that one too. Yeah, I do. Kidding. I do agree with her that 20 and a half does seem a bit low for Darius Garland, to be honest. You like, should. yes, that's what he's averaging on the season, but like in February, he averaged 28. Like, I don't know. That's just, uh, it seems a little interesting, at least. You should bet it as soon as possible. I mean, Philly's though. been getting up and down the floor, too. Yeah, since Harden, they've been playing a lot faster. Yeah, they, they like they scored 125 points. Like the Knicks didn't score that much against them, but the Knicks are horrible. <laughs> RJ hooped, if that's any evidence. Yeah, yeah. RJ scored 40 on them, so yeah. You know what? We'll we'll, we'll give uh, Fran this one. We'll give her a thumbs up on. Thanks. I want a new partner. I want Fran. Uh, oh, oh, all right. So uh, from now on, Fran will be replacing me on the podcast. Uh, if I could actually show the two of them at once, I, I'd do that. But instead, we just have this. So uh, I guess we can have Fran to say her goodbyes before we finish up the daily picks section over here. All right. Well, hopefully the next time that I'm on the podcast, the picks will be one and one and not oh and two. <laughs> yeah, let's hope for that. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, move it on to the day uh, today's picks. All right, so here are today's picks. We have Bojan Bogdanovic at over 15 and a half points. The Timberwolves to cover their spread at minus seven and a half versus the Thunder, though that may change. Gobert over 25 and a half or 26 and a half, sorry, points and rebounds. And then Cam Payne over on whatever the hell his assists are, though that is to be determined on what it is. So the lines obviously are going to be a little weird. And then we have the Fridays with Fran pick where she has Darius Garland over 20 and a half points at minus 106. Juicy play there. She honestly may have the best pick of the night. So we'll have to see. Anyway, uh, this has been the Pitch Your Pick podcast. If you guys did enjoy and you're watching on the YouTube, hit that like button down below. Comment what you guys think and hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on any of the podcast platforms, leave us a wonderful five-star review. It's going to help us and all those wonderful things. Check out our Twitter, TikTok, and all that wonderful other stuff. Um, if you can, links are in the description down below. Um, we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Make some bets and make some money. See you.